Our stories are what make us unique, but they're also what connect us as human beings. It's time to stop talking and start listening. This is You Talk, I'll Listen with Shannon Chapman. Hello, you talkers. Welcome to the season three finale of You Talk, I'll Listen. I'm your host, Shannon Chapman, and this episode is going to be a little different than all the others. This episode is a celebration. What are we celebrating, you ask? We're celebrating three seasons in the books. We're celebrating life, healing, and most importantly, we're celebrating you. Believe it or not, most podcasts don't even make it past one season, so three is definitely something to celebrate. One of the things that I'm always curious about when I hear people's stories is where they are now. So to celebrate our third season, I caught up with some guests of the past to find out what they're doing and what their lives are like now. The first update comes from Season 1, Episode 2. Taryn and Harrison, who talked about their lives as an interracial couple and their daily challenges. Here's a little bit of what they said. When we were in the early stages of our relationship, Harrison cut his own hair. He did not cut his own (laughs) hair well, but he cut his own hair. Man, it was fine. No, he looked terrible, ladies. Like, I was like, I don't know if I can do it. Like, if this hair doesn't change, I don't know if we can continue. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, so one day he's cutting his hair in the bathroom and he was like, hey, can you just like hit the back? And I was like, oh, no, I don't I don't know how to cut hair. Right, because I would use, like, buzzers, and I could see everything on the sides and the top, so I could, like, do that. But, but I can't see the back by the neck. Okay, but let me tell you something right now. If a black man knew that you didn't know how to use some clippers, you cannot approach the head. Like, you cannot approach. And so when he was like, yeah, just hit the back, I said, I don't really know how to do that. He said, no, it's fine. Just like, you know, you just kind of go up. The head. <laughs> <laughs> just just kind of blend it a little bit. <laughs> Ladies, I was like, this is a cultural moment right now because I'm telling you right now, I asked like three black dudes like, hey, you know, would you let me just line you up real quick if I didn't know how to, he was like. Resounding no. Resounding no from all. Hell no is the answer that you get. Let's check out what happened with Terrison in the past couple of years. Here they are talking about their life now. Hey, Shannon. Hey, Shannon. What's up? Taryn and Harrison here. Uh, We are super excited to send you our update. We know we're a couple weeks late, so we apologize. We do have one baby who's awake, and so we apologize for the background noise up front. Um, But I think the real question is, what has not happened since we were on the podcast last? Yeah, it has been a total whirlwind. Uh, When we recorded the podcast with you back in November of 2020, we had one daughter, Eliana. She's about a year old. And we were talking through, you know, what does it look like to raise her? Since that time, literally as soon as we're done with that podcast, life just kicked into overgear. Uh, A couple months later, I found out that I was going to need to get open heart surgery. Um, The month after that, we found out that we're pregnant. And the month after that, we found out that we weren't just pregnant with one, we're pregnant with two. So it was just, yeah, everything got kicked in gear. We were living in a townhouse at the time. And so with three kids, we're like, oh, we're going to need some more space. So... We looked, and the next month we found a house. The next month I had open heart surgery. Month after that we sold our house. Month after that we moved into a new house. And then two months after that, the two babies came. Literally within four months to the day, I went from 
getting my chest sawed open to tearing getting cut open and we had two two more babies so that next year was a total just blur um and yeah. then <laughs> yeah no, no shortage of things going on i would say mm-hmm. um a lot of uh just things to manage and um, hardships and but there were also some beautiful things I mean the twins are awesome they're a lot of work um, but they're also great and Eliana is growing into this spunky little girl with a ton of personality um, and so it's been really cool you know the last time that we were on the podcast you know our we were focusing on our relationship and the fact that we're in an interracial marriage um, and it's super funny because we don't even really think about that anymore because we've had so much going on. And so we would say our current situation, if you summed it up in one word, it would be uh, survival. Yeah. So at the time, it was two adults and, and one kid. And so there was a lot of time for us to be you know, looking eye to eye and face to face and having conversations with each other. And then we, when you go from one to three kids overnight, it was a lot of shoulder to shoulder. And it was just survival mode. And I think one thing that we've noticed over the past uh, year raising twins is just how all-consuming that is to be a to be a parent. And we're just trying to stay afloat. And yeah, how do you how do you still prioritize time for your marriage when the kids around you require so much of your energy? Yeah, but you know, as we were thinking about and reflecting on the last podcast, you know, the fact that we are an interracial. Uh, couple, you know, that did kind of come into the next, the last year of life when we had to think about where do we live? Where do we send our kids to school? Where do we go to church? And like, I would say the common theme was that we wanted there to be diversity. We wanted there to be representation wherever we were. So our kids felt comfortable. We didn't want them to be the only ones in the room. And so that I think was a consideration for us that maybe, maybe other couples deal with, maybe they don't. Um, but on the long list of things that you're already trying to consider, especially when you're trying to find a house or a place of worship or, you know, pick a school, I, we know that those are, you know, challenging things. It just kind of added this extra layer of uh, stress and consideration on top. Right. So, for example, when we're looking at a house, you know, one of the desires that we had was to live close to family. But one of the challenges with that is where my family lives, they're out in the suburbs and it's pretty it's predominantly white in that area. So how do we, how do we balance the two? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we wanted to leave you guys with maybe four lessons that we've learned. We are not old by any means, but we feel like we've lived some life. And so as lived we lived a lot of life the last two years. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, the first lesson is learning to ask for help and also accept help when it comes your way. Um, there were so many things that happened over the past 18 months that we actually couldn't get through on our own. That's probably a different place for us, um, but it was really humbling uh, to just need help and to uh, see how other people rallied around us and our friends and our family. And it was just really cool. So I would say if, you guys, if anyone's going through something that's really difficult, uh, don't be afraid to ask for help and accept when others are there for you. Yeah, I think my pride can get in the way and I just feel like, oh, I, I don't need help. Or I can do it on my own. And very quickly, uh, life got to the point where I realized doing it on my own wasn't an option because it wasn't working. And that's where I think uh, a, a second lesson would be the importance of family, uh, both for me, me having family that's local and for Taryn who, having family who's far away. We had a lot of people that we were able to lean on um, over the last two years who helped us in at super critical points along the way. All right, lesson number three. Um, you gotta be one team in your marriage. 
um, when there's so much stress and things going on, it can be really easy to start to look at your partner and think that they're your enemy. <laughs> um, but they're really not. And, you know, when the kids are out of the house, it's just you and your spouse left. So it's so important to invest in your marriage and make sure that, you know, you guys are staying on on the same team and you're keeping your relationship top of mind and investing in it. Um, and just remember that no matter you know, what you have going on, you know, there's nothing that you can't get through without God and your spouse, basically. And the last thing that's been really big for us is perspective. It's really easy when you're going through a hard time to really just focus on yourself, kind of put the blinders and lose sight of the bigger picture of life or what's going on around you. When you're going through a hard time, it's really easy to throw a, throw a pity party. But if you kind of step back, there's so many things over the last two years, even though it's been a very tough two years, so many things that we have to be grateful for. Whether for sure. it's life, you know, raising three kids has been the hardest thing I've ever done, but it's also been one of the most joyful things that we've been able to do. For sure. Awesome. Well, hopefully the next time we give an update, there'll be significantly less going on. Uh, but it was great to chat with you today. Talk soon. Bye. See you, Shannon. In Season 1, Episode 10 on the Black Love episode, we met Josh and Renisha. In that episode, Josh and Renisha talked about being newlyweds and their hopes for the future. Here's a clip. I'm Renisha Hodges. Oh, I'm Josh Hodges. I'm 26. He, I'm, I'm sorry. Wow, I'm 27 now. Crazy. He's 26. Yes. We dated for two years before the proposal, and then we got married. 2016, we started dating, and 2018 is when he proposed, and 2020 is when we got married. So how long have you guys been married? It's going on six months now. Newlyweds. Yeah, new, newlyweds. Newly, new, new, new. Yeah, new, new. <laughs> Ten years, I see two or three kids. Woo! Uh, and... Working on building a forever home. Hmm. Yeah. Because I want to I build our home from ground up. Yeah, when the kids is like two, four, Three, I mean, four, like, six. yeah, you know, at a decent little age after yeah, two and up, you know, now we need to start working on the house. So I feel like, yeah, because I want to build it from ground up. So I feel like that's 10 years ago right there. That's a good goal. Yeah, 37. Almost 40. Woo! That's pretty, that's a good goal. It's always funny how we have certain plans for our lives, but God has his own. Here's what life is like for the happy couple now. Hey, Shannon. Hey, what's going on, Shannon? This is Joshua and Renisha here. We were on the first season of You Talk, and we're just here to give a little life update, let you all know how life has changed since we got married in 2020. So as you all know, we got married in 2020 and we're actually coming up on our two year anniversary this month. Yeah, after we got married, we did uh, we did some traveling. We went to Jamaica, we went to a few different states. And then a few months later, we got pregnant. <laughs> Yeah, guys, so we are pregnant currently 36 weeks, so baby is due soon. So we found out we were pregnant in December 2021, and my first reaction was, this cannot be true. <laughs> I just, 
I couldn't believe it no matter how many tests I took. And all I wanted was a boy first and I got what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, he didn't care as long as he had a boy. So we found out we were having a boy in April of this year. And then from there, we were able to prepare and plan for the baby shower and prepare the nursery. And what would you say, babe? We're about 90, 95% done. Yeah, so by the time baby comes, we should have all the decorations up and all that. So yes, we transformed the office into a baby room. My office was pink and then we painted the walls uh, a privileged green. That was the name of the paint. After that, Joshua started building the crib and the baby's closet organizer, his dresser and the rocker. And after that, my mom came over to help me organize his dresser and pretty much the whole room. So his closet, all his clothes are up. So I appreciate her for that. So we're super excited. The baby is due August 31st. So we have about, what, three more weeks now. Um, but after maternity leave, I will continue to work from home and daddy will continue to work of course but yeah we're just all excited and of course the grandparents both sets are extremely excited probably more excited than we are at this point other than all this baby talk we still <laughs> try to enjoy our marriage we go out on a date solo dates with each other and then we try to um get a double date going on with other married couples and everything Especially still, we're still in our honeymoon phase. So we're trying to keep the spark going and keep it live. So that's about it for our life update. Um, we thank you, Shannon, for letting us be back on the podcast. And uh, we appreciate you. Thank you, Shannon. Another guest from season one, Lindy, had just beaten breast cancer. At the time of her interview, she was in remission, adjusting to life post-treatment, and using her experience to support others. Here's a little clip from Season 1, Episode 7. All said and done, in the middle of my radiation, Shannon, was Thanksgiving. And of course, there's, this, there's normally the Thanksgiving half marathon on Thanksgiving Day in Atlanta. And I was so determined to finish that, that half marathon because that would give me the, um, the triple peach for the Atlanta track club. And so I went out and I ran a half marathon in the middle of radiation treatment. Now here's what I didn't realize is that the skin breakdown happens and it's, it's bad from the radiation. So I ran and you know, the adrenaline's pumping and everything and it was cold out and I was bundled up and everything. And I get home and I took my bra off and the skin came with it. Unfortunately, all updates aren't warm and fuzzy. Listen as Lindy shares her update. Hey, Shannon. It's Lindy. I'm just here with an update from when we recorded our last podcast together. So I had my two-year checkup for breast cancer. And at that two-year checkup, I realized something was drastically wrong when the doctor had called me back. And lo and behold, you know, our biggest fears came true. And that was that the cancer had returned. 
So not only did it return um, with what's called a local recurrence with invasive ductal carcinoma, I also had what's called a second primary, and that is a new cancer also came, and that is called encapsulated papillary carcinoma, a very rare breast cancer. Um, Since then, I have had eight surgeries in about nine months. Uh, I had a lot of complications because there was a lot of radiation damage from the uh, the first round of radiation, but I'm here. I've um, I've survived a full mastectomy, double mastectomies actually. I have survived a deep flap, which is a breast reconstruction surgery. I had one fail and had to go back in and have another surgery for that. It's it's just been an an uphill journey. Um, I'm about to have another surgery coming up, still more reconstruction. Lindy, you are so strong. My thoughts and prayers are with you and your beautiful family, my friend. I also heard from Kanita, our single mom supporting other single moms from season two, episode five. Here's a clip from her show. I had this dream to finish my degree, and I did not want to be a statistic. You know, everyone would say because I had a baby young that I wouldn't finish my degree, you know, or my children would suffer academically. But my children are bright children. You know, they have honor roll and AP classes. One is enrolled in college. One will be enrolled in college soon, but is able to do dual degree, I think it is, or I forgot what that's called when they're in high school and they can take some of the college classes. But he's that bright and they don't struggle at all academically. But if I let statistics define me and define their future, then I would have just fell into that. But I refuse to be a statistic. I don't I didn't care if I had to take one class a semester. I was getting out of college. Now, this is an update you might not have expected. Here's Kanita. Wow, what has happened in my life since the episode aired on the podcast? I will say a lot has happened. Um, I have become a mother of two more boys. So I have a total of four biological sons. The youngest two are two years old and then one just born in May of 2022. So I have enjoyed the woes of being a mommy all over again during COVID. So that's been interesting. I have also seen major growth in my organization. We have grown to be able to help 50% more people than what we have helped before. So we are assisting 25 single parents, And we've hit a very big milestone Um, since 2011. We have assisted 100 single parents now, and we've seen 50 graduate. And out of that 100, there are also the 25 that are in our program. So we have about an 80% success rate. So that's awesome. And our organization is expanding. We're going to pilot our program with Lawson College in a partnership, new partnership in Alabama. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, In addition to that, I have started coaching more. 
Uh, a lot of people have asked me to help them start their 501c3 um, filing paperwork, which I have been doing for a while, but I've been doing that more. And I have been coaching new nonprofit leaders. And just ironically, recently, I was chosen as one of 50 black women who have either founded a business or started an organization that is impacting the lives of black women positively and economically for equity and change with Goldman Sachs. So I was one of the 50 women chosen out of 800 women and we received a $100,000 grant for my organization over the course of two years. So that was pretty awesome. So the notoriety that the organization is receiving right now is phenomenal. I've been nominated for most, I think, uh, best nonprofit leader or great nonprofit leader and then most successful organization um, with our local chamber of commerce. So it's just been quite a bit of success that's been going on since the last episode and quite a bit of growth since that episode. So I'm very excited to share that news with you guys and I'm just enjoying what God has had me go through and grow through to get to this point. Thank you all so much for listening and keep listening. And last but definitely not least, my bestie, Jennifer gave me an update. She was my very first guest ever, and she talked openly about life and dating after her divorce. Here's a clip from season one, episode one. I ended up dating this guy for a time period. We talked all the time, like literally, it was the craziest thing. And I was like, see, I knew it. I was like, I knew it. This is my person. That's why this didn't work out because this is my person. Like we, we, he, he's just it. He's connected on this total level. And after a while, you know, because at first I didn't care because I wasn't trying to do anything. I started realizing that I could only call certain times and I did not really technically see him all the time on the weekend and holidays were coming up and we really didn't spend holidays together. And, I'm like, wait a minute, something's really weird. But it was like, oh, but we FaceTime all the time and we do all these different things and he liked me so much. And then I Googled him. Well, I didn't really Google him. I did something. I searched for him (laughs) and he was married. And here's what's happening now. Hi, everyone. This is Jennifer. You might remember me from the very first episode of You Talk, I'll Listen with Shannon Chapman. I my episode was about divorce and healing and moving forward and learning to live life and being happy. Um, currently, within the last year, um, I really focused on myself and just trying to find my place in life and my purpose in life. I, um, you know, felt overwhelmed. I felt overworked and underpaid. And I felt like I missed out on a lot of things that uh, would have made me happier than working. Um, So this year, I was determined that this year would be different. I went into my job of five years that I absolutely loved and I loved the people. And I quit my job. 
and I had no backup plan. I had no preparation. I just prayed about it and believed that I could believe in myself and that things would work out for a change. Um, in the midst of that, I also lost one of my best friends um, who, you know, kind of kind of suddenly where I wasn't able to process that. So those two things pretty much um, just pushed me forward into believing that my life could be what I want it to be. And so I focused on that. And now I have gotten a job that I could only dream about at a company that I could only dream about. Um, that I would have never thought that would happen for me. And it happened so easily. I felt like, you know, it was a job I applied for for years, actually. Um, And so now that showed me that patience was, is really a virtue. I've been patient enough to believe that it was going to happen for me, and it did. Uh, So with that being said, have I, you know, found Prince Charming and gotten married and had four kids? No. (laughs) But I am, you know, single and mingling. And I do believe that, you know, there's there's potential and that, you know, my person and my happy ending is definitely on the way. And I'm excited about it. And I'm excited about life in general. My, you know, I pray about my family, my friends and all my loved ones to be successful, healthy, and happy. And that's all I could ask for at this moment. So anybody, you know, I did get a lot of feedback on my episode. um, And I'm glad that I was able to open up and share with other people, you know, the ins and outs and the nastiness and the goodness of getting divorced. It's not easy. It still isn't easy even years from now. And I don't want anyone to ever think that because they're not in a certain place afterwards that they're not healing properly or dealing with it properly. Um, Some days, even now, still, I'm not okay. But the whole point is to be okay with not being okay. And some days I'm fine. And some days I don't even think about it. And some days I think about it all day. Um, We're human. It's it's just, it's life. Um, It happens. Um, To me, it's all about having the best support group in the world, which I have. And I couldn't ask for anything better. So to anybody else that is thinking of it, going through it in the aftermath of it, it just believe that every day is different. And as long as you can wake up and come out of it and be better and learn from it, then you'll be fine. And like they say, everything's fine. And it really is. And you just have to believe it. And if you believe in God, just know that he got you and believe that. So Thank you for everybody that listened. Thank you for everybody that commented. I love everybody. I enjoy it. If anybody wants to reach out to me, feel free. And I can talk about anything all the time. (laughs) Bye. I just want to say thank you to all the people who have come on you talk and opened their lives to us and shared stories about some of the darkest times in their lives, as well as some of the brightest times. It takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable with the world, and you continue to help so many people in doing so. I've heard from numerous people about how your stories touched them and made them truly think about their lives and the people they encounter. Some have even been moved to act in ways that are helpful to others experiencing some of the struggles you've shared. And that's what makes this podcast powerful and keeps me motivated to do it. Grace and blessings to you all. I also want to thank everyone who's listening out there. 
from the U.S., Canada, Ethiopia, the Netherlands, Germany, the Philippines, India, Panama, the list goes on. I see you and I'm grateful. It's a pleasure making this content for you to listen. And I hope it's resonated with you in some way. Don't hesitate to reach out and DM me on social media with your feedback or suggestions. While You Talk takes a break, check out my second podcast called Blacktivities. Blacktivities celebrates all things Black. Black culture, Black history, Black perspectives, and Black panache. While You Talk tends to be more serious, Blacktivities will give you a chance to experience my humorous side. My co-host Lisa and I invite you to the cookout. All are welcome. Well, I guess that's a wrap for season three. Until season four, grace and blessings. <laughs>